Hi, this is Sikatak, the sexologist in Iceland. So, I am at Dupivogur in the south of Iceland. And I am at this amazing outside exhibition called The Hidden World. And um, they have this huge skull and within the huge skull is a mini skull i think the mini skull is of a bull and the other one might be i think it's like um the backbone or what do you call it from a whale like the spine of the whale this whales probably have spines i'm sure guessing they do well anyways there are all these huge big whale bones here and all these amazing amazing rocks and i'm just it's outside and i'm just walking around there's it's surrounded by this red house i'm guessing somebody probably lives there they call it bones sticks and stones icelandic crystal mineral rocks fossils Ooh, for trade and change this is what i love about my country we embrace the quirkiness and weirdness of people Ooh, here they even have the um the uh, Nordic pagan uh, magic symbols that I was telling you guys about that Björk has as a tattoo and they have a totem pole. You don't really see a totem pole in Iceland. I've never seen a totem pole in Iceland before. And they have all these amazing rocks here just lined up on small rocks and big rocks. And it is, as an avid enthusiast about stones and rocks, this is truly amazing oh this is the skull of a sperm whale how appropriate and they even have an old school phone out here i don't know what it's doing out here exactly but this is so my dream garden Ugh, i wish my garden at home looked like this with just various rocks all strewn all over the place some like sculpture like um they've been attached together to look like sculptures Ooh, they have eggs for sale and they have all these different kinds of bones attached together um they haven't they have oh ayis cap and yo it's ayis helmer that's the um, magic letter that i was telling you guys about it's ayis helmer that's the tattoo that Björk has and this is truly something else so if you guys ever come to iceland try to make it to jupiter because this this stuff is gonna blow your mind away. Or at least it's blowing my mind away. Odin's cabin. Well, that's appropriate. Huge big skull of a reindeer with reindeer horns. Um, they've had these antlers and various bones and skulls hanging from the roof. They have all these carved out figurines of kind of nasty looking men, I guess, rather than women. And all these different, oh, gorgeous stones. I think stones protect us. Like, I'd really like to have all, like, the, a huge big rock collection in my house. Mm. Like, well, actually, my husband's quite tired of all the rocks I always bring home and have them all over. Here they say, okay, listen to this. The unending circulation. At last, who's the hidden, at last... Who's the hidden people visible? After almost 10,000 years staying beyond the visible world, they came out of the cliff to stand on the steering hill as in the people world. But they came, what? But they came the sunrise again and again they went to the stone world. Oh, yeah, okay. So what they're saying after having been 
invisible. As soon as they saw the sun, they turned into rock, which is the legend of trolls. And I'm guessing the legend of these stones and sculptures out here. Oh, I am loving this. Love all these bones. What is it with a fascination of bones, skulls, rocks and crystals? I'm just so tempted. Oh, there's like the um, skull of a sheep with its horns attached and even its upper jaw. So there's teeth all around. There's the, um, there are these bull horns and all, all these different jaws and various sets of bones, bones and a huge big pile up here. And hmm, hanging from various crows, you have different kinds of bones again. So I am basically in heaven. I am loving this. I've noticed that this is a common fascination with plenty of sex positive folks that I've met on my travels. We often like rocks quite a bit. I'm gonna try to catch a few photos here. Uh, I probably won't do this place justice, but this is now going to be one of the top most amazing places that I've ever visited. And mind you, it's closed, so I'm just like hanging out outside because the museum is outside. How cool is that? Oh, this is just like, oh, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. So we're going to pause here for a bit um, and uh, I'll be back in a little bit. Ooh, just got in from the cold. It started to rain. And that doesn't do fantabulous things for my phone. It does not. Um, and just as I left, this black and white dog came out. But uh, like there were no lights at home. Like It didn't look like anybody. It looked like somebody lived there. But I, I, I don't think that anybody was at home. But this little town, if I were to buy like a little place in Iceland that I could go on various vacations to. This just might be it. And I've heard, oh damn, this road closed. I've heard people talk about this place. Uh, one artist who did the um, eggs at Gleadivik, which is like a replica of various birds' eggs that are on um, pillars. Wow, here's another garden that's just weird. There's like a lot of stuff that's just like weird here in the houses. Like not in a bad way, but like uh, in a good way, you know, but just strange. I was driving and I saw like an Eiffel Tower that somebody had made that was strewn with Christmas lights. And I was like, huh, that's different. That's interesting. Um... So what do I say? Saying yeah, I I think it'd be cool to have like a little house here, a little cottage or something, and just be able to like hang here, hang here during the summer and maybe for like a week here and there during the winter months. I, this is probably just like a haven for kids. There's so many things to explore and oh, here's a dog just hanging about by himself. Um, yeah, this is definitely going on my travel list. I'd forgotten how amazing this place is. There's, it's been two years since I was here, and the last time I was here, the weather wasn't that great. So um, I didn't get to see that much of the town, even though we did take a drive. And by when I say town, it's not particularly big. It's very small. I guess on like wherever you 
you live, this is always going to be considered small. Ooh, they're renovating the church. Very cool. But this is, I think, you know, this is what makes Iceland really a great destination. It's like all these quirky houses, different building styles, and people are basically just doing fuck whatever. They're like doing what they want to do and how they want to do it. And they're like, yeah, I don't care what you think. This is how I'm going to build. Which is not always great. Like I noticed with my house, there are a lot of strange things to it, like strange wiring, plumbing, etc. But, um, but you know, a certain level of freedom is 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 good, I guess, right? Well, I hope so because if not, I'd probably be out of a job. In all truthfulness, so we were. I was talking to um, twelve to twelve. How age? Oh, no, not age. Grade five, six, and seven today, and usually my sex ed is for 13 year olds and older but sometimes if you have a especially um, proactive or progressive school they'll book um, sex ed for grades five six and seven and we were talking about masturbation we were talking about pleasure we were talking about um well, we didn't talk maybe so much about intimacy, but we were talking about pleasure and how you can get pleasure from your own body and how you learn to love your own body. And one of those ways is masturbation. Um, and I showed them the genital photos and they were fine with it. They were a little squeamish. They were like, well, I don't, well what is that? And I'm like, oh, well, that's a vulva, that's a clitoris, um, that's a cervix. And I think it's really important to show pictures of the cervix as well because then you're talking about how does the vagina really kind of you know kind of look like and because some kids think that the vagina because a kid can come out of there they think that it can store like infinite amounts of things and that it's like really big or can accommodate all these huge things because you know let's face it a kid can be huge or that you could even put the kid back in after it has been birthed, which of course you cannot. So I often use Hermione Granger and her bag as an analogy. Like when you saw in the, um, what was it, the last? No, probably the seventh or something, Harry Potter movie when Hermione Granger had already packed her bags of tricks um, for their deport departure and then she started pulling things up and it was like a tiny little tote but her entire hand managed to fit in there it's like a magic bag it was enchanted so I was saying to the kids you know that's not what the vagina is like it doesn't it isn't actually that huge it does it doesn't engulf a lot of stuff and it has a ceiling and that ceiling is the cervix and they were like huh okay a ceiling I'm like yeah you know like if you were to use a tampon which I don't particularly recommend but if you were to use one like it won't go bump in the night they won't go going around your body searching for various other cavities or you won't end up coughing it out of your mouth it just stays in there and they're like huh who would have thunk it who would have thunk it um and we talked about where menstrual blood comes from i think i might just do like a separate menstrual blood um or not just menstrual blood but but like menstruation um 
episode or uh, yeah a podcast could be not a podcast you know just an episode because I think it's really really interesting and there's a lot of things to be said about how we talk about is it menstruation or menstruation I've never quite understood that or periods okay let's just leave it there the periods um yeah so and we managed to talk about all these different things and they were just fine totally fine they said it was awkward and I'm like Okay, guys, guess what? Being a teen is awkward. That's just one of the things that happens when you're a teenager. It's freaking awkward. So we'll get through this. It's just awkward. But they were totally fine. And we talked about kissing, French kissing. And we talked about that if you have braces, they will not get stuck to another person's braces. If you are kissing or French kissing, another person that has braces, a common um myth and a common worry amongst teenagers um and we had a really good chat me and the teachers and me and a couple of a couple of the parents and um, one father actually made a really really interesting note he said okay so my wife is from another culture and she's really closed off about talking about sexual matters to our four-year-old daughter whereas I'm really open I feel it's really important to discuss these matters I do not want to keep her in the dark but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering like what's appropriate and what isn't because my wife is really insecure and doesn't want me to, to say anything so we started talking and I showed him my book. So I've published um, two books. And the first book I wrote was like a manual or a guide for parents and adults on how to talk about sex with kids from birth until they reach um, college. So it, all the chapters are divided in accordance to age. So it's like from birth to six from six to 12 from 12 to 15 and then from 15 to 18 but that's like kind of the school system in Iceland so um, I was saying you know you can use my book and we just uh, went through the book and and I showed him these various things that he could be chatting to his kid about and then I was like okay he's like what so what's the deal with nudity I'm like what's the deal with nudity he's like I'm fine with it but my wife wants me to cover up so she doesn't want my four-year-old to see me nude or naked I'm like okay well here we have to talk about context um it's appropriate to be nude when you're changing clothes or when you're in the bathroom that's totally acceptable and totally fine but what is unacceptable is being nude when she has friends about or even might be, you know, a bit strange to be cooking in the nude. So it's just like where nakedness is appropriate for your household, for your home, that's okay. But, you know, it's also okay to be mindful of other members of your home. But the nakedness is nothing to be ashamed about and it's just your body and we need to embrace the body and I was saying so if you guys were to take a shower together or you and your daughter were to shower together or take a bath or whatever like if she were to touch your penis which children often do because they're quite curious um, it's your job to set boundaries and tell her that she can't touch that that is yours and she has her vulva and, and you're not touching that either it's just those are our private parts and they are for us to control and to touch not for other people so it's just you know leading by example and being a good parent but 
nakedness in itself that's nothing to shy away from and I mean you can even if you sleep naked that's okay if your children see that but if your children were to feel uncomfortable and they would ask you to maybe put on clothes or they feel awkward or uncomfortable seeing you naked that's something that you could of course discuss but also just respect and say like okay I'm sorry that this offends you or you know you know I sleep naked so if you're entering the bedroom you will know about this but as soon as I leave the bed I'm gonna put on some PJs and if we're hanging out I'll be wearing some clothes it's just set boundaries and figure out what feels appropriate for your um, family and so that everybody can feel comfortable and not shameful because there's this really interesting thing that I was uh, that we were talking about in the lecture that's been happening around nakedness is nakedness even a word word is it just being naked but anyway there's this really interesting thing i think that's been happening around being naked uh, or nudity oh that's the word not nakedness it's nudity anyway there's this really interesting thing that's been happening with nudity i think and especially here in iceland because we were quite we were quite okay with being nude. I mean, we're one of those Nordic countries. When we watch Pippi Longstocking or uh, Ronja Reiningdotter, which I guess you guys don't have. Oh, if you're not from the Nordic countries, I guess you've never seen Ronja. She's quite amazing. Very, you know, energetic, high-spirited, feminist kid. Well, anyway, so there are naked men there who are rolling around in the snow or they're going swimming or whatever. Yo, and Emily Kattolti. Oh, this is for you Nordic countries if you guys are listening yeah I really th- those are some good pictures and they show um, nudity in like really appropriate context and setting and not in a weird way um, so anyway the thing about Iceland is that we were quite open about being nude like I am really like it takes me quite aback that we should have needed free the nipple because 20 years ago when we went to the local swimming pools in Iceland, we have swimming pools everywhere. Like every community has a swimming pool, and I mean, ladies there were just with their tits out. They weren't all that worried about wearing a bikini or covering your breasts, and especially if they were sunbathing, which yeah, you can do during the summer. I mean, not maybe a whole whole lot, but you can do it some um, because the sun's not out that much, even though it is 24/7 daylight it might not be enough oh my god it's turning so dark out i am driving and like it's gonna be pitch black soon the rain is just insane and i'm driving this dangerous road that has all these rocks on the road see this is the thing about iceland and it can be really dangerous if you guys are like a tourist here and you're traveling on your own car just be very mindful of the roads and of the weather because it can change so quickly and driving here is just not fantastic like the signs are not fantastic the roads are anything but fantastic and it's just not for an inexperienced driver um, driving in various terrain and various weather and light conditions and just etc well anyway I'll just try to mosey on through. Um, yeah, so I was really surprised that we needed free the nipple. So in Iceland, 
um, where we have all these local swimming pools and yeah you used to be able to I mean you can breastfeed in the local swimming pool that's fine and you used to be able to take your top off well actually last year they did rule that you are allowed to take your top off it just you know you might get the odd eye and people might think it's inappropriate but it actually isn't um, so I, I, I've been wondering about this. Like, why do we need free the nipple? This wasn't such a problem 20 years ago. We've all seen breasts. We're all naked when we go into the local swimming pool. We change, we change out of our clothes. We um, enter nude into the um, huge, big showers, which are they're not closed off. They don't have a curtain. We all just shower and see one another while we lather up and rinse and repeat before we put on our bathing suit and go swimming. And that's just normal here in Iceland. And we've noticed that a lot of tourists that we get here, they have great difficulty with this. They are often putting on their bathing suit in the bathroom, not showering, not washing, not washing underneath the bathing suit. And the purpose of the washing underneath the bathing suit in the nude is to wash off some of those germs. And people, there are ass germs that can easily be washed off with a little bit of water. Just spread those cheeks, have some water in between, and you are good to go. Because we don't use that much chlorine because we just expect people to shower beforehand and that way everybody's happy. But when you have people who are so afraid of nudity that they'd rather, you know, just like spread their ass germs all over the pool rather than bathe with a couple of people who are even, you know, usually their own identifying gender usually you know not not all the time but most of the time um so i was thinking about this i'm like have we gone backwards because of tourism because now we have all these people who are coming here who are so awkward and afraid and and don't know how to behave in the nude but then i got thinking and i'm like okay wait i think this is a social media effect so i mean if you think about it who controls nudity facebook and Instagram. Who owns Instagram? Facebook. What does Facebook ban? They ban certain kind of nudity, nudity for women at the top. I mean, women's nipples. They're totally banned. I've shown um, pictures of the gentle photos that I um, took, and I'll tell you guys more about that pro- project later on. But um, if and, and it's not even like a full frontal it's just like a picture of a picture and i'll get banned from facebook and or instagram for a week or it's like three or four days and i don't remember i think it was a week one time that i got banned i get banned all the time um so they control what's acceptable what do we see we see what's on social media and they control what's okay and what isn't so for my free country where nudity was not a problem and if you were going hiking and you found a natural hot spring which are strewn all over iceland and it's quite nice after hiking to just take a dip in one of those self-heated natural lava pools um you were naked and you had Germans and people from Germany and people from France that were, you know, just kind of naked with you. You had your hat on because it could be cold outside, but um, you're just naked in the pool and nobody like thought anything of it. Not really, you know, you're just naked. But now because of social media and people are always taking selfies and sharing these photos and stuff, everybody is wearing bathing suits how insane is that so that's affected my country 
the young generation that are now not embracing their nudity and basking in it and flaunting it and streaking like there used to be streaking as a teen there used to be when you were um, going on some sort of trip like you had to maybe go on a bus for a couple hours or something you were going to the countryside people or guys more guys than girls used to moon remember like removing your pants or taking your pants down and exposing your ass they used to do that through the windshield like on the windows and they used to do that to ongoing traffic and i mean well the same freedom was not allotted to women you know women didn't moon that was totally inappropriate people felt um but like now you don't see that anymore you just you just don't and I think it's really sad. I think we really... Woohoo! Lone reindeer! This is gonna be the reindeer episode. Like, why is the reindeer just by himself? Not worried. Like, where's his herd? His or her herd? Anyway. Um, I'm just so glad I didn't jump in front of the car. Because that can be dangerous. Like, I went, when I was when we were on a road trip in um, Australia. And they had all these signs. Look out for kangaroos. God, I was so scared that a kangaroo would hit the car I just I'm not sure I would bounce back from that huh get it joke okay so I think this is this is the state of affairs it's quite sad uh, we need to move further than that we need to embrace nakedness we need to embrace bodies and the diversity of bodies but what's interesting is um, also the blue lagoon here in Iceland I might just do a separate episode on the Blue Lagoon because there are all sort of um, sex myths related to the Blue Lagoon and it's like a must-do thing for every tourist that visits Iceland and people are always like oh you have to do the Blue Lagoon I've heard the Blue Lagoon is amazing well guess what people the Blue Lagoon is about to be exposed oh yes heard it here first well this podcast is just all over the place it's you know, it's like having voices in your head and the voices are just strange. Well, some of you might embrace it. Some of you might be just like riding a subway um, in some big city somewhere in the world. And you're like, huh, well, that's a laugh. Or, huh, that made my day. Or, huh, that's an interesting conversational fact to have at work later today. So I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna leave B. Oh my God always driving um at the moment and um yeah i think i'm just gonna we're gonna call it quits here for for now and i'll check in with you guys later again when i'm on the road using my time constructively this is sikaduk the sexologist from iceland